0: Live from Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, this is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network
1: and Sirius XM, IndyCar Nation. Live from one of the most challenging and beautiful racetracks in the United States, it is Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and we kick off this race day Sunday on IndyCar Radio with the Indy Lights series. Presented by Cooper Tires. Good morning, everyone. No matter where you're joining us, we appreciate you uh, making us a part of your day. My name is Nick Yeoman. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, is here. And, uh, Davey, I think we're set for a pretty interesting Indy Lights race, 20 laps around Road America and the points leader who's had a dominant year, Linus Lundqvist, starting in sixth. He's got some work to do today.
2: You know, it's going to be an exciting race for us just because of that. Linus has been on the front row and just dominating these races for the last four races. So having him start back in that sixth position, you know he's going to try to come to the front. You know that he wants to win this race as well, and then he has capabilities of doing it. But it's going to be fun watching him try to get by, by the way, the four Andretti cars, first, second, third, fourth, Led by Stingray
1: Rob on the pole. You mentioned it, Stingray Rob, career pole number one. We caught, caught up with the driver from Idaho after he scored that pole position as Joel Sebastianelli had that interview with Stingray Rob.
3: And Stingray Rob has a pole. it have been five in a row, the string for Linus Lundquist. You've been a picture of consistency when it comes to podiums, but finally sitting on the pole. How does it feel to break through? Do you feel like you've been steadily improving with each
4: week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just constant improvement each week, like you said, and uh, I mean, pole position, that's pretty exciting, but we know that Road America is a tough track to go on uh, to win a race from pole. It seems like the draft here is pretty big, but I'm excited to see what the new push-up pass is like. But a huge shout-out to the team, and uh, all the glory goes to God on this one.
3: So starting from the pole, you know, we've heard a lot about tires this weekend. How confident are you starting from pole that you can get it done?
4: I'm confident in the car I got, and I'm confident in the team, so we're just going to do our job, and hopefully it pays off. So he's confident.
1: Davey, how confident are you that he can uh, stay out front? He mentioned it. The draft plays a big role here at Road America with those massive straightaways. Well, you know, the
2: the, the trick, tricky part here is these long straightaways. Just as you mentioned, you can get nice drafts. Now, one thing that could change this up a little bit is the push to pass that the Indy Lights cars have and, and how they could use it now, which is basically about any time. You don't have to be within a certain distance. So that could play in his favor. If he could get a nice lead right off the bat, and save his push-to-pass, use it for defense, not offense. But um, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, his times have been good. He's been top of the charts. So he definitely has a fast race car here.
1: That has been the, uh, kind of the theme of the season. Stingray Rob knocking on the door of his first career race win. He's had plenty of podiums. Got, finally got that first pole position. We'll see what he can do when we race for 20 laps around Road America. Here is your starting lineup for the Indy Lights Grand Prix at Road America.
5: Here's today's Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires, starting lineup. Row seven: James Rowe, Ireland. Row six:
2: Antonio Servalli, Canada.
5: Christian Vogel, United States.
4: Row five: Ernie Francis Jr., United States. Jacob Abel, United States.
2: Row four: Kiffin Simpson, Cayman Islands.
6: Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States.
2: Row three: Linus
3: Lundqvist, Sweden. Daniel
7: Frost, Singapore Row 2 Matt Brabham, United States Christian Rasmussen, Denmark
3: On the outside of Row 1
7: Hunter McIlroy, New Zealand And starting on the pole
4: Stingray Rob, United States So
1: we are just about set to fire engines moments away. Let's welcome in our pit reporter, Joel Sebastianelli, who will be uh, covering the action down on pit lane. Joel, a storyline, maybe a driver you've got your eye on as we are just moments away from firing engines.
3: I think it has to be Linus Lundqvist. Obviously, he's been so dominant all year long, and like you guys mentioned, he qualified six. I had a chance to catch up with him before he hopped into the car, and he said, with a track this big, you really only get one shot to throw down that pole lap on a set of sticker tires, and he just made a mistake. It's as simple as that. Wound up six-tenths off of Stingray Rob's pole speed, but he believes it was a car that's good enough for pole and his practice time certainly back that statement up. He thinks he has the best card today and with the push to pass can make up some positions. We're used to seeing him dominate out front, especially the last few races. He thinks he just has to let the race come to him today. So instead of watching him take the green flag out from P1, he's going to have to work his way up there today.
1: And that's a scary thought, Davey. If it was a mistake that cost Linus Lundquist the pole, he knows he's got a good race he car. He knows he has a good race car.
2: And this four-mile uh, track has so many great opportunities for passing and setting, setting uh, other cars up. And then with the push-to-pass, he needs to play that a little bit offensively, right? Try to get towards the front. And then even though he may run out towards the end of this race, um, he'll, he may have the speed to defend
1: all right you can hear the background the engines have been fired it is time to go racing for the indy lights grand prix at road america well again this is a massive four mile road course 14 turns and we've got four pretty very capable turn announcers to help call the exciting action. Down in turn number one, we welcome in Ryan Marine. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Nick. Great to be stationed here in
6: turn one, which comes at the end of a 4,400 foot front straightaway at Road America. That comes to an abrupt halt right in front of my position. It's a fairly short braking zone, breaking downhill for a high-speed turn one. The field now making their way through here behind the safety car for the first time. The ideal racing line is a sweep from the left hand side of the track down to an apex along the alternating yellow and red curving down on the right hand side of the track then you let that car flow wide off to the left over some very bumpy curves that were installed when NASCAR first started coming here oh about a decade or so ago. It's a high-speed corner. It's, of course, the first place we'll see these cars at speed. And it's a place where we've seen some carnage in the past. The good news is there is some runoff, but there's also a gravel trap. If you go too far, you could get stuck, and that could be your race run. When the field comes out of my view, they'll take that plunge down under the Arians Bridge into the view of Mark Janes. Thank you very much,
0: Ryan Marine. And uh, I I guess you would call this portion of the race course somewhat flowing. Uh, They'll come upon turn number three, which... which is uh, a right-hander, and it's a little tighter than it might appear to the naked eye. And then they'll start the descent, scoot underneath the Sargento Bridge, and this is one of the primary passing zones, if not the primary passing zone, is what will await them. It's a left-hander, it's turn number five at the bottom of that descent, and uh, there's plenty of runoff to the high side, but I think a guy with a better view of it Probably will be plenty busy throughout the day today in both Indy Lights and the NTT IndyCar Series. That's where Michael Young is this afternoon. Hello, Michael.
8: Yeah, good afternoon mark james a beautiful vantage point down here in turn number five you described it that left-hander at the bottom of a 280 foot drop three quarters of a mile from turn three down to turn number five at about the 100 foot mark you'll see some rumble strips on the outside that curbing set up for those drivers on driver's right and as they enter turn number five they'll make that left-hander curbing on the inside of course there's a gravel trap in the runoff at the exit of turn number five also some gator strips on the outside as well and then the field will streak their way up into turn number six by Fireman's Hill, where the Elkhart Lake Lions Club will be serving corn all afternoon long. They'll go underneath that Corvette bridge and then make the left-hander and then go back downhill into the portion of the course we call the hurry-downs into turn number seven, and that's where they'll come into the view of our very own Jake Query.
9: Thank you so much, Michael. Turn seven leads to a straightaway that is then a left-hander that becomes turn number eight, and that's where they most come into my view, setting up for what we call the carousel that is a long sweeping right-handed turn that encompasses turns nine and ten much like your area michael if you get too far to the outside there are some rumble strips that will greet you and trouble can be found but if you make it clean through the carousel then it's a straightaway before a right-handed kink that is turn number 11 there's a lot of inertia that carries with you as you work your way through this area of the racetrack nick so trouble can be found here in the carousel
1: No doubt about it that it's down Kettle Bottoms, Canada Corner, 13 and 14 before they're back on the front straightaway. That is where the field is now. It's time to go racing in the Indy Lights series presented by Cooper Tires. Stingray Rob brings them slowly up the front stretch hill, waiting to accelerate. He'll get on that loud pedal, and immediately Hunter McIlray gets in line, doing a little drafting. They go left and right, but it's Stingray Rob, your
6: leader, heading to turn one. Rob out in front, but it's side by side behind him now. A big move up the inside from Christian Rasmussen. He's to the inside of Rob, and he'll take that top spot away. It's two and three wide further back, but Christian Rasmussen to the. Point. Well, there's no question McIlray made the
0: wrong choice in tucking in behind the leader, and that created some room for Rasmussen as they worked their way cleanly off of turn number three. The big beneficiary is your pull center, though, Michael Young. When he pops into your view underneath the Sargento Bridge, he's already opened up a decent lead.
8: Third to first for Christian Rasmussen, a very aggressive drive thus far in 2022. And now Stingray Rob, the pole sitter, has Matthew Brabham on his rear rig. Hunter McElray will fall to that fourth position, but a very comfortable lead. Christian Rasmussen, oh, as we nearly have contact up at the top of the hill in turn number six. So Rasmussen is the
9: leader. Stingray Rob runs second. Then you've got a gap before Matthew Brabham. The lead is a big one. Boy, Brabham got all kinds of dirt. As he worked his way out of turn number seven, lost a spot. Now also f- further back, it's Ernie Francis Jr. He just completely missed turn number eight and went to into the kitty litter here. And Ernie Francis Jr., Nick, is not going to make it through the first lap here at Road America.
1: Yeah, he is a beach down there at the bottom of the hill of turn number eight. They're still battling wheel to wheel. Oh, man, they're banging wheels through the kink. That's Benjamin Peterson with a daring pass around the outside of Jacob Abel. But, Davey, boy, things got tight mid-pack. <laughs> man, and it they're, got they're
2: plenty brave early on in this race. A lot of wheel banging, touching. We see Ernest Francis Jr. not sure what happened. He locked the brakes up really early and just went straight through by about five guys across the racetrack and straight into the sand trap.
1: I- I'm wondering because right ahead of him we saw Matthew Brabham Jake called got all out of shape. Yeah
2: he went off course as well running he P3 he just lost one position and went to P4 but he got all out of shape off course as well.
1: So a full course yellow here with uh, Ernie Francis Jr. stranded down there in turn 8 the AMR IndyCar safety crew is going to put a tow strap to the rear of that car to pull him out of the sand and Davey getting a, uh, a replay our first look at the start of the race What an aggressive pass by Christian Rasmussen going from third to first.
2: Very aggressive. Side by side with Stingray Rob. Gave him the room. Gave Rob the room that he really needed to get through turn one, but just lost some momentum. Went a little bit wide, got in those rumble strips uh, that we talked about a bit earlier, and lost just one spot. But
1: uh, so far, so good. So uh, Christian Rasmussen goes from third to first. He is your race leader here on lap number two, full course yellow uh here at road america rasmussen stingray rob second hunter mcelray up to third matthew brabham fourth fifth is benjamin peterson sixth is jacob abel he had an impressive start davy going from ninth he got all the way up to the fifth position and then settled into the sixth spot yeah he sure did
2: matt brabham as you remember he lost some spots he was fifth going into that turn one and came out and, and he got two guys going down through turn two
1: Boy, he had to lift going down the front straight. I mean, it gets awful tight, in that, that model it, necked up to turn one. Well, you look how
2: tight these cars are. You see, you go right now, heading head underneath the inside of uh, McIlray, and makes a nice pass, but does get tight. And he was almost underneath Stingray Rob as well in turn three. Oh, we see Maddie. He just got, oh, wow, that car got airborne twice, completely off the ground, Hits some big bumps, coming off that turn six, just got a little bit too wide there. And this is where Ernie Francis Jr. just really went to break. And fortunately, Two drivers, which uh, it looks like that was uh, was Frost and Lundqvist. Frost and Lundqvist, actually. Yeah, Lundqvist has actually kind of lost some spots here. He's in eighth right now. Uh, Just probably taking it easy right now, to be honest with you. He's not used to all this. He's (laughs) used to being out front and just taking off. He's not used to these guys beating and banging around and and, – Looks like Francis Jr.'s nosepiece is off that car. Looks like he may have stalled it one more time before they get him out of that sand trap.
1: And, uh, Jake Quare, you've been watching uh, the efforts to retrieve that car for Ernie Francis Jr.
9: Yeah, they managed to get Ernie Francis Jr. finally back under power, turned around, so he is back on track, as Davey had mentioned. The other issue that comes into play, of course, when he brings it to Pitt Road without the nose on the car is going to be they're going to have to take a look at, of course, the brake discs in the areas around the tow links to make sure that he's not carrying some of that kitty litter back with him oftentimes those offs come with some souvenirs when you come back to pit road but ernie francis is back under power headed now back to pit road
1: so a tough uh, break for the Haitian American driver Ernie Francis Jr., who we'll see uh, competing in that SRX series here very uh, shortly on uh, on CBS against guys like Tony Stewart and Paul Tracy. He's going to have a lot of fun with that, but certainly a guy that uh, we've talked to him before. He he's got his sights set. He wants to race in open wheel racing. Obviously not going to be his day, but I know a lot of people very high on him in that paddock.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, that really put him on the map. He actually won a race along with Marco Andretti, winning and one. Looks like Joseph Newgarden is going to run one of those races this year. So. That really gave uh, Ernie the, the the opportunity to get in this Indy Lights car.
1: So uh, he'll have to bring that car back to pit lane. As again, we're working a uh, full course caution. Christian Rasmussen, your race leader. Stingray Rob second. Hunter McElroy third. Fourth is Matthew Brabham. That is uh, Andretti Autosport one through four benjamin peterson was on the move right before that full course yellow he moved up to fifth how about that he and jacob abel almost banging wheels going through the kink i thought we were gonna have a big crash (laughs) yeah they banged
2: well they're a little aggressive that this early in the race lap one and, and that's a that's a tricky spot right there fortunately they didn't hit hard enough to do any damage we see a right front flat tire which that could have been the problem right there ernie francis jr might have got had contact as you said moved up a few spots tire
1: went flat and that's what caused him to lock those brakes and slide in front of everybody so peterson fifth abel sixth daniel frost is seventh eighth is our championship leader linus lundquist ninth is christian bogle tenth antonio Saravalli, james rowe jr is 11th kiffin simpson is 12th and ernie francis jr has already fallen one lap down uh due to the retrieval effort to get him out of the runoff area down in turn number eight he is uh, slowly bringing that car pit lane after that accident as uh, the field will continue to work their way around this racetrack at caution speed and of course everything leading up to the socio grand prix a little bit later today right here on these same outlets mark james davy hamilton and our entire crew excited to bring you that race alexander rossi on the pole i mean how about the last couple of weeks For the American talent, Dave, he signs a contract and all of a sudden he turns right back into Superman that we remember for about four or five years ago. It's been a
2: few, two, three years since he's had any kind of success and, and any results, and then he signs a contract with a different team, going from Andretti to the McLaren team, and Every since he uh, it's that, so as soon as it was announced, man, he has been on fire and been a contender in front of the field. Now I don't know how
1: that all relates or how it all connects, but it sure is sure is wild how he, how fast he is right now. Let's get an update on the efforts as Ernie Francis has come to pit lane, Joel.
3: It was a wildly fast stop for the 470 team. They brought Ernie Francis Jr. in. Two new front tires. The right front was flat and a new nose assembly attached to that car. Couldn't have been much more than about 15 seconds. He's in and out in the 99 and seemingly no worse for wear.
1: Yep, he, uh, again, will be one lap down. He's going to have to hustle to catch the uh, rest of the field, though, uh, because they are making their way through Canada Corner this time by, and I believe we are getting set to go racing once again with two laps down about to complete lap number three. We'll hope uh, things are a little bit smoother, perhaps a little bit cleaner on this opening lap. It was plenty exciting We'll see what they can do on their way down to turn number one. Christian Rasmussen not wasting any time. He is already on the accelerator. Back end of that car stepped out just a little bit through turn 14 but he's already starting to build a gap on Stingray Rob. Cross the start finish line. Back to racing and it's Christian Rasmussen, your leader in Indy Lights. Rasmussen used
6: the slipstream on the opening start to this race to grab the lead. He does not give Stingray Rob the chance to repay the favor. Single file throughout the field. It's a battle further back with Antonio. Saravalli and James Rowe Jr. fighting for the 11th spot, but clean and green on the restart, Mark. Matthew Brabham's gonna take P3. He slips around McElray.
0: He started to set up the pass at turn number one, then wisely tucked right in behind him but found a spot, Michael Young, between two and three where we're not accustomed to seeing passes. Matt Brabham
8: on the charge early on. Yet he might lose that spot as we enter turn number five. They're side-by-side side through turn number five. Brabham will hold that spot, but McElray now under attack by Benjamin Peterson. They'll climb the hill into turn number six, but Peterson with a great run now all over the rear ring of Hunter McElray trying to take over that position. Leader Rasmussen,
9: then about two car lengths back to Rob, and then things get interesting because Matthew Brabham, as Mark had mentioned... Now in that third position, but Hunter McIlray, those two have swapped it out just a little bit. Then Peterson, who locks him up, and McIlray does exactly that through turn number eight. Lost a spot. Peterson got past him. Jacob Abel tried to take a look at that as well, but move Hunter McIlray one spot further back. He drops now to the fifth position, and Benjamin Peterson moves his way into fourth.
1: Davey, is Hunter McElray overdriving the corners a little bit, or is that car just having problems woeing it down?
2: It looks to me like he may be overdriving just a little bit too early to do some of the moves, and just, uh, you know, obviously he made up a spot on Maddie. Maddie got him back, but then just really overdrove it down there into turn seven and, and uh, just lost some ground.
1: Yeah, he lost uh, the spot to Matthew Brabham in turn one. And then again, loses another one to Benjamin Peterson, who is on the charge. Peterson up to the fourth spot. He'll have to set his sights now on Matthew Brabham, who is streaked away by about five car lengths. Up front, it is Christian Rasmussen. The lead over Stingray. Rob, about seven-tenths of a second as they crest the hill
6: on the front stretch. It's a nice, steady lead for Rasmussen. He and Rob have separated themselves from Matty Brabham, who now runs about seven car lengths further behind. Then you get the bright orange car of Benjamin Peterson, who's been the man on the move. Up three spots here in the opening stanza, Mark. If I may a
0: peek in at your points leader, Linus Lundqvist, comfortably in the eighth position, and you gotta wonder if he's driving a bit defensively, not wanting to charge too hard with that comfortable lead of the points championship. Live to fight another day, as they say. Meanwhile, Rasmus and
8: the rest of the leaders head back to Michael Young. And as Lundquist settles in, he might be losing touch with these leaders. As Christian Rasmussen has checked out three-car length advantage over Stingray Rob, Matty Brabham in that third position, then Benjamin Peterson and Hunter McIlray. That battle for that fourth position is a good one. The field makes their way through turn number six, and now through the hurry downs of turn seven. After a flurry of activity on the few, first few laps, things have settled
9: down just a little bit. Again, Rasmussen, Rob, and Brabham, the top three, they have started to kind of evenly distance themselves you go into the carousel that's where rasmussen sets up right now in that turn number nine ten combo at the very back of the field the last one to come through this area is antonio antonio he seemed to have an issue as francis jr of course is trying to make his way up at the back after that incident early on but everything status quo right now nick setting their way up through turn number 11
8: yeah,
1: it looked like Valley might have just uh, drove a little wide at turn seven. But, again, he is last driver on the lead lap, not really in a battle. He sits in that 12th position. Teammates battling down there in the Canada corner. Dave, that's a nice pass. James Rowe Jr. holding off Kip and Simpson, but Simpson coming right back. Yeah, they're fighting it out. Oh, running off racetrack right now. I don't know if Tim Neff's going to be happy
2: <laughs> with all that. I mean, his two drivers, unfortunately, towards the back of the field fighting it out. But, you know, I look at a couple battles as well besides that one, which is a great one, is Lundquist. He's behind behind Frost, and guess who's behind him, Bogle. Bogle's actually pressured him. Now, like I say, he's been starting to the front of these races and really hasn't had really any competition. Um, but right now, he, he, he's looking at this race from a different view, and that's be, being pressured by Bogle and having a hard time
1: keeping up with Frost. Mark James, it does not appear that Stingray Rob is letting Christian Rasmussen run away with this race early on.
0: Staying around seven tenths of a second, Nick. That's a great point. They are distancing themselves a little bit, though, from Matthew Brabham and Benjamin Peterson. Rasmussen sees Rob close into that rearview mirror, Michael Young, as they head to turn five
8: and stingray rob has been the picture of perfect or near perfect he's been on the podium darn near every race this week or this year with the exception of last weekend when he threw it away in race number one but has been consistent and stingray rob about a two car length disadvantage over our leader christian rasmussen so now they set up for
9: the carousel and again that distance maintains the
8: same back to you michael Antonio Cerevalli, guys, looks like he's lost an engine. He made his way through turn number five, and that thing went up in a cloud of smoke. Indeed, he makes his way through turn number six, Nick, and all I see is smoke.
1: Oh, that is all anyone see. That's all in, all Antonio Cerevalli sees. Uh, boy, oh boy, Davey, he needs to hop out of that race car. He is uh, quickly trying to jump out of that hmd number 11 car it's been a while since i've seen smoke quite like that out of a light's car yeah
2: definitely i mean that was a big explosion looks like a lot of smoke coming out of that car he got out rapidly Um uh- Man, he's off track. Unfortunately, it's going to cause a yellow. And the bummer that's yellows around this track takes so long. But uh, we've seen him in the back of the field just struggling. And, uh, you know, obviously he had some problems.
1: So, uh, boy, when that engine went, it went in a hurry. Never saw any flames necessarily, but a ton of smoke for Antonio Cerevalli. We saw him coming up. Uh, the hill, boom, there it was, Davey, at the top of the hill in turn six. And uh, I know there's a lot of fans to driver's right <laughs> in the forest area there. Yeah. Uh, they got to breathe in a little smoke, uh, you know. Well, nice if fall there
2: is mosquitoes, morning. there will not be mosquitoes. <laughs> we have that taken care of that part of the course. But, yeah, it looked like on that left bank a piston broke or something. A lot of oil, obviously, uh, got ignited and, and out of that tailpipe. But uh, he's good news. He's okay. Should take long to get that car off track. And uh, be able to go green moment charity. And that, that sets up the research Seem to be the most exciting parts right now of this race. Uh, with Rasmussen, Rob, Brabham, and Peterson. McElroy in the top five. You never know how they're all going to file in there. But so far... Rasmussen has had control, but Stingray Rob he is all over him. He's not letting that lead uh, get
1: too big. Yep, and we'll, uh, it give, gives us an opportunity to see if uh, Linus Lundqvist, if he's maybe saved some uh, rubber on those Cooper tires, if he'll start to charge through the field. So second full-course caution here at Road America. And uh, I guess, Davey, this is exactly why if you're Ernie Francis Jr., you get that car repaired and get him back on the racetrack one lap down, but ultimately every car that falls out, you pick up a couple extra points. That's right. No, he needs he, – well, another good thing. He needs
2: track time. I yep. mean, obviously, rookie season with a team and himself, just get all the track time that you can get, even though you're lapped out, you're in a race by yourself. But man, lap time is it's just like a test session for them to learn and how to get better
1: points as they run. uh, Again, for Linus Lundquist, he came in with a big points lead coming into this weekend at 84. Uh, Even despite the fact that he's running in eight, it's still a 75-point lead over Stingray Robb, 76 to his teammate Benjamin Peterson. So uh, again, an eighth place finish. If he doesn't get any higher than he does today, Davey, it's going to hurt, but it's going to take a lot more bad luck for anyone else to get back in the championship. Yeah, what a huge points lead he had, but good news for Stingray
2: Robb. Moves up one position, uh, which is all He's good in that second spot all those 75 points back you know second's better than third at this point right now and he he has a fight going on as you said with peterson uh, only one point ahead of him so that's going to be a, a, a points championship battle on uh, you know, throughout this year as well you got in in that fourth position with uh, i'm sorry in the in the fourth position with Matty Brabham, actually, kind of sticking back after leading the points, winning the very first race, had some problems, uh, you know, through the next few races, and it seems like he's kind of back on track
1: now. Yeah, I mean, it's been very easy for us to identify who the best driver in Indy Lights has been through a handful of races, but, uh, you know, handing out that label of who is the second best driver, nearly impossible because every week it seems like there's a different driver running behind Linus Slunquist and finishing in second. Yeah, and that
2: right now shows the consistency of Stingray Robb and Peterson and obviously Matty Brabham. Brabham just you know they're all close on points and don't forget Frost in that fifth got a race win yeah got a race win as well so uh it's 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 good other people are getting race wins right now there's a great really opportunity for Rasmussen Rob Brabham they're the top three. They're the podium cars right now. One of the three of those could very easily find himself on top of that podium.
1: AMR IndyCar Safety Crew is uh, looks like they've got that uh, car of Antonio Saravalli lifted off the ground. and Always good to give those guys a nod, as well as the folks that, that work at, at Road America and the racetracks we visit, Davey. I mean, they... The operations crew—they help make this action happen—and certainly with the IndyCar safety crew, there is nobody you want to see when you have an incident like that with a ton of smoke or a big crash. Those guys usually on the scene immediately. And just think about
2: how more, how much more difficult this particular track is than others. We just came from a two-mile track in Detroit, very compact. It doesn't take that many people. This is a four-mile, double the size of the track, so it takes a lot of workers, a lot of volunteers, a lot of extra vehicles to to make sure
1: that the drivers and fans stay safe here. And, Michael Young, you've been around IndyCar for uh, about as long as I have. Uh, so cool that that AMR IndyCar safety crew travels with the series. So they are here at each and every racetrack that we visit
8: nothing but a great sight to see these amr indycar safety crews when anybody has an incident here at the race course but to Davy's point this place is so big safety three sits down here at the entrance of turn number five that's where they're parked so they went and attended to antonio Saravalli's car but now they have to drive all the way back around this course and to turn 13 where they enter there's a little runoff area but to get anybody back into position that's what takes so long after you do get an incident cleaned up
1: Davey, some hardy uh, campers around the carousel are going to get an up close look at an Indy Lights car. Yeah,
2: they're, it's going right into the campground, and <laughs> I mean they're just doing the best they can to get the car off of the racetrack completely. And, you know, these, these tow truck drivers not used to carrying cars like this, so he's got to be careful going through a gate right now. You don't want to do any more damage yeah. to it once it's on, because there's no damage to the car right, right now. It's just the engine. So hopefully they get it back there safe.
1: Yeah, can't drive around the campgrounds <laughs> like your Davy Hamilton. Yeah. Or, or that lights <laughs> car's going to swing back and forth. So. Uh, With that car off the racetrack, we see the field making their way uh, down to where we've had our incidents involving Ernie Francis Jr. and the expired engine of Antonio Cerevalli. That is down in turn number eight. Just got word from race control that we are just about set to go racing as the field makes their way through the carousel. It'll be Christian Rasmussen, who has led every lap so far. We're working lap number seven, 13 to go. Here at Road America for the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Road America. But it will be Christian Rasmussen. He is the defending Indy, well, he's not the defending, but the reigning Indy Pro 2000 champion as uh, he is still looking for his first career win. He's had a lot of bad luck and some mistakes. So good to see that uh, young driver for Andretti Autosport out front. Stingray Rob's going to restart second. Matthew Brabham will restart third. Fourth will be Benjamin Peterson. Fifth, Hunter McElray, Sixth, Jacob Abel. Seventh, Daniel Frost. 8th, our championship leader, Linus Lundquist. Ninth will be Christian Bogle in car 7. James Rowe Jr. and his teammate, Kiffin Simpson, they'll restart 10th and 11th. 12th will be Ernie Francis Jr. one lap down. And then, again, the reason for the full course caution, Antonio Cerabale out of the race. He will finish 13th today. Christian Rasmussen will lead him back up the hill as we are set to go racing once again We'll get the green flag, and Stingray Robb already all over the back of Christian Rasmussen. He's going to take the look to the inside. They're going to be side-by-side. Side. Nope, he'll get back in line. Ryan, the fight is on down to turn one. Rasmussen has led every lap so far, but that's very much in doubt as they
6: go three wide into turn one, and Matty Brabham sweeps around the outside. He's now side-by-side side with Stingray Robb. Now they settle back in line. Headed to you,
0: Mark. Well, they started to settle back in line. They're three wide back behind him. A car gets off course. Jump back on. The front two continues side by side as Matthew Brabham
8: making a hard charge to grab that lead. He and Rasmussen with a drag race under the Sargento Bridge. And that all started back in turn 14 on that restart. Matty Brabham got a heck of a jump on the lead. So a Stingray rob to the inside on the outside. And we've got contact in a car up into the fence. That's Christian Bogle. Made contact got up into the catch fence. It looks like that car is okay but it ran about 15 feet of that Catch fence on the outside, driver's right, about a hundred foot in. So Christian Bogle's car, safety car three from the A. N. R. IndyCar safety cr- team is there. He is okay, but Nick, that was a scary moment for Christian Bogle as he went up and into the catch fence.
1: Holy smokes, Davy Hamilton, uh, that catch fence is mangled on the front of that seven car for christian bogle the amr indycar safety crew there immediately we saw him moving around in the cockpit no problem he has popped the steering wheel off and uh, boy if you are at the racetrack give that young man a round of applause christian bogle gonna hop out of that race car hopefully we'll get a better look Davey. but there were incidents all over the racetrack benjamin peterson did a little lawn skating matty
2: brabham actually went to the lead for just a second by stingray rob and and then they Going down in three. Oh wow we were watching that bogle he hit that curbing and wow what a what a thank goodness for safety fans and the fans back a ways. but he what happened is he was a little wide going down into turn five hit the front of the car on the rumble strips got air underneath that race car and wow did he go for a ride he fronted came there and just it just flew
1: that was a frightening frightening ride for christian bogle And you described it perfectly, Davey, Davey, the uh, the, the rumble strips, the curbing, he just swings wide, and that thing, it it just catapulted the front of that car. And and listen, you don't have to be a mechanical engineer to understand that on a four-wheel race car, once the front two wheels are off the ground, there was nothing he could do. He was a passenger.
2: He was absolutely a passenger. And what I expect here now is probably going to be a red flag. There's a massive amount of fencing that they're going to have to fix just for the safety.
1: And thankfully, uh, plenty of fans uh, An area between where the fans are. There's a good, you know, yeah. 25, 30, 35, 40 feet uh, to keep the fans away from the racetrack. Uh, but boy, oh boy. And that, you're right, that is a large section of the fence that has been mangled. That's uh, more importantly... Uh, a big cleanup, but there's going to be an effort to have to repair the racetrack, and we can see, Davey, they're already bringing the field down uh, to pit lane. We're going to have to red flag this race because repairs going to be ne- needed to be made to uh, to that catch fence. But most importantly, happy to see Christian Bogle out of that car. Yeah,
2: that's a good 50 foot of, of fencing, honestly, that was taken out. That's going to be a long fix, and uh, and it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a while.
1: So uh, again, uh, third caution flag of the day. This one going to be red flag. Stingray Rob. Uh, took over the race lead. It was one heck of a battle on the restart. These restarts have been insane. Stingray Rob ended up with the race lead. Christian Rasmussen in second. Matthew Brabham had the lead for a yeah, second there, David. Yeah,
2: he came from third, went on the outside. They were three wide, those teammates going into turn one. Brabham went on the outside of both of them, but... Unfortunately, he got those left side tires on those big rumble strips, lost some grip. Stingray Rob was able to slide down masterfully underneath of them, and then, then he was. They, they were all fighting all the way through turn five. I mean, the fight wasn't over yet, but Stingray Rob was ahead of the the other two when this red flag came out.
1: So it'll be Stingray Rob, Christian Rasmussen, Matthew Brabham, Hunter McElroy. The top four when we do uh, eventually restart this race, those are the Andretti four, or Andretti Autosport uh, Quartet. They've been one through four for the majority of this race, but uh, they have done anything but followed each other around. I mean, David, we're seeing a replay of that restart. They were three wide going out of turn one, yeah, and the racetrack three. down in one is really only wide enough to go about three yeah, wide.
2: And i tell you what, Matty Brabham obviously gave a lot of consideration to his teammates. He gave really a lot of extra room. Uh, to those two drivers. And I'm talking about Rasmussen and Stingray Rob kind of put himself out there. But then when he came up back on the racetrack raspy i mean i'm sorry uh, Mcarray was underneath of him and got shoved off or was that peterson it was peterson, peterson track, i'm sorry yeah that oh, yeah. yeah, got pushed off racetrack right there so uh, he went through a couple of temporary signs on the side of the racetrack didn't look like it hurt his car any but meanwhile that uh, that flight for uh bogle was just amazing
1: yeah so happy to see him get out of that uh, race car again it uh, tore up a strong section of the catch fence well we're going to put joel sebastianelli to work no doubt about it uh joel you are standing by with our championship leader, as I no drivers have stayed buckled into their cars. Uh, you're going to talk to Linus Lundquist.
3: Yeah, Linus Lundquist has the fan going on the right side of the car. We've been putting him to work moving up through the field here. Oh, kind of a wild ride for you and everybody else. Uh, have things been going according to plan based on what you told me earlier?
7: Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's been difficult uh, because I don't think we've had more than like two, two laps of green flag. So firstly, just good to see that Christian is okay. Uh, you know, obviously I saw it because he came flying past me on the outside. So uh, so yeah, um, obviously we keep on moving forward. Hopefully we can, uh, we can move forward uh, in the last half of the race, but I feel good. The car is fast, got a bunch of push to pass left. So yeah, uh, hopefully the last 10 laps will be green.
3: So push to pass is one thing that you told me is important. The other thing is tire degradation. The fact that we've had so many caution laps, if we can stay green all the way through, does that help you work your way up? Uh, I mean, it's the
7: same for everyone. I think tire tag is not going to be a limiting factor now because we, we have half a race distance left. So uh, I think everybody can push flat out. The same goes with the push to pass, but at least we're on equal terms now with everybody else. Um, I feel like we have speed in both myself and the car, so uh, just got to be a little bit smart about it. But uh, yeah, we feel good.
3: Okay. Now he's got the umbrella. We'll let you mentally and physically cool off here, and hopefully we can get back to green flag racing soon. Thank you, Linus. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate that, Joel. Uh, Linus Lundquist, uh, he had a bird's-eye view, no doubt about it, of uh, that accident for uh, Christian Bogle. Davey, you've been in the cockpit. Seen some big accidents uh, you know, in your day. I mean, what's that like when... Uh everything all of a sudden is going to plan and then suddenly it isn't
2: yeah well i've been in a catch fence before too yeah. unfortunately my catch fence was permanent and it did a lot more damage to the car so thankfully that this did its job it did push him back on the racetrack the fans are safe it did exactly what it was supposed to do and and um, it's never fun and and you know he i'm not sure he he pulled out the last second to the right it's a little blind you got to remember coming down to yep. the five you're coming over with a little bit of a crown and I think that when he pulled out, he didn't realize the curbing started on entry. It usually doesn't start on entries like that. Usually you don't have curbing. And so when he hit that just head-on right at the tub, it really shot that car up in there. And once you get air underneath these cars, they're a bit like an airplane. You know, they're a bit like a wing. So when it flew in that fence, it just, you know, uh, he he was just long for the ride.
1: How about Matthew Brabham? He was uh, three wide, Joel Sebastian and Ellie, on that last restart. When we go back racing, he'll be running third.
3: Yeah, he's got two wins and four podiums here at road america in stadium super trucks i would say what you've done in the first few laps here is just about as wild as anything you've done there
7: yeah but this this race is awesome i've uh i've had so much fun i mean i i led the race for like three seconds going into turn one and then fell back to third so yeah the racing's awesome i'm having a great time it's uh it's great to have the andretti cars one two three four again but yeah man this race has been awesome
3: what do you think you've got for him if we go back to green
7: uh, hopefully that same kind of restart yeah that'd be good and, and i could stick it in turn one but uh yeah man it's been it's been crazy i mean i don't know if it's going to be a time race now or how many laps we got left but uh if it's like the first half of the race yeah it's going to be awesome shake and bake it's gonna be fun
3: <laughs> you're one of the guys who's been staying busy when you're not in Indy lights you actually picked up a sweep in sports cars at lime rock a couple of weeks ago how does that help you stay prepared and stay in the right mindset when you're not here in indy lights
7: yeah, I mean, it just keeps me busy. It keeps the race juices flowing, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's been great to to be able to jump in so many different cars. I mean, I've learned so many different driving styles over the years and, you know, sometimes it probably hurts me because I'm jumping in cars, all, all kinds of different cars and adapting my driving style. But, uh, man, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun and uh, I'm glad that this race uh, has been fun so far because uh, it was either going to be a snooze fest or, or it was going to be on and it's on. So, yeah, awesome.
3: Not exactly a snooze fest. And, you know, just looking at your team as a whole, macro level, one, two, three, four, and qualifying for Andretti Autosport, you guys have been pretty solid, too, up on the podium at IMS. Another good result at Detroit. You feel like there's momentum building for the 83?
7: Uh, I hope so, yeah. I just hope this momentum just carries on the rest of the season. This is is the result for all of us. That would be nice. But, uh, no, it's so competitive, and you can never count out anyone in the field. You know, I think at any given time, you know, someone could figure it out, the set up and nail it and, and be up the front, you know, not just HMD and Andretti, but the other teams are getting closer and closer. So, you know, towards the end of the year, who knows where, you know, the, the, the other teams are going to be compared to us, you know, they might figure it out too. So yeah, hopefully we carry the momentum, but yeah, you just never know. That's why, that's why we race, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So hopefully it's, it's fast cars for us the rest of the year, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough challenge.
3: It's certainly been the case today. He has a full bottle of water in the cockpit, and I would say he's earned that today, Nick.
7: Yeah, no
1: doubt. Uh, And and that's a young man, Matthew Brabham. David, you've gotten to know very well with your association. With uh, with Robbie Gordon Stadium Truck Series and Joel's right, uh, he's seen a lot of wild races uh, in that series, yeah, so this no. is probably nothing. Compared yeah, to... yeah, this
2: is nothing. Yeah, no, he's used to
1: going on two wheels. <laughs> he's
2: seen cars fly. Yeah, what what seeing, yeah, that's right. He sure has. And and Maddie, you know, I, I think it's in in my opinion, I think it's pretty healthy for him to get be so diverse in, in different kinds of race cars. And you know, I look at guys like Kyle Larson. He's one of the best. He could get in an outlaw car and win tonight, and win a Cup race tomorrow, and and then be on a, a, a you know in the of the next day and win. So I think it's good for Maddie getting all all this experience, and, and he can get the job done. I think he just, after that win, he, he knew that uh, it's been a long time since he's been in his cars, and it's so competitive. It just it's taken a little while to uh, to get competitive.
1: Joel, how about uh, second place running Christian Rasmussen?
3: First for a while. Christian Rasmussen at the start went from third to first. Another one of the guys who's had a wild race. He is second right now. As I duck under the umbrella here to talk to you, uh, take us through The race from your perspective so far?
10: Yeah, obviously, uh, obviously a quite good start for me. Went from third to first uh, into turn one, Um, and yeah, I mean managed to to create quite a gap. To be honest, like uh, I was uh, I was a little bit ahead at that point. Uh, Then we had a full course yellow, had to make a restart, which went well. It's hard around here because of the long straights, Um, but when pretty good the first time and the second time around not as good so I had a little wiggle coming out of 14 on my restart and uh, got overtaken into one by both Maddie and Stingray um, but got back around Maddie uh, but uh, settled in behind Stingray and then we had the full course yellow again on the red flag so I'm in a pretty good position now uh, starting second uh, the, I think the restart is in my favor um, having to draft down the, the start finish straight. so we'll see what happens I feel like we have a very, very good car And uh, we'll definitely be able to compete for the win for this run.
3: In very good position for what could be a great day, looking for your first Indy Lights win. It would not be your first win on the road to Indy, for sure. You're a champion in USF 2000, a champion in Indy Pro. It would be your 20th win on the road to Indy. How have you adjusted and progressed over the course of this season to running in Indy Lights?
10: Uh, I mean, the, the Andretti boys has done a great job with getting me acclimated to the car. Uh, definitely the biggest thing going from the, the smaller cars to Indy lights is, is definitely just how the car drives and how the cars handle. So that, that has taken me a little while to, to get used to. I feel like we're there now um, and I feel like we, that this win has been coming for a little while. Uh, I, th- I think we deserved the win in St. Pete, uh, unfortunately what happened, but now we're back, competing for it, and we'll see what happens.
3: You've won here before on the road to India, and I don't think I've ever heard a driver or a fan say, Eh, Road R- R- America, it's okay, everyone seems to love it. What is it that you like about this track?
10: Uh, sorry, I didn't actually hear you, I had a guy on my radio. Can you repeat the question?
3: What is it that you love about this track and has made you successful here in the past?
10: Uh, I don't know, I think it's such a cool place, uh, I love the long straights, so you're able to race here, a lot of the places we go, it's, it's very hard to get by, get by people, but because of the long straights here, you're actually able to pass and race, which just made for, makes for great racing and great uh, yeah, overtaking possibilities. Um, I was fortunate enough to win a race here last year uh, in Pro 2000, and uh, see if we can uh, do it again this year.
3: One more guy to pass when we get back to green. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, fantastic stuff! And uh, really appreciate the drivers for uh, these young guys taking some time to talk to Joel Sebastianelli, who was uh, no doubt the MVP of this broadcast. Putting in the work, talking to the drivers down on pit lane. If you're just joining us, we're working a red flag—a scary accident involving the driver from Louisiana, Christian Bogle, who hit the curbing down in turn five, launched the front of that car up into the air. Uh, he went for a, a terrifying ride into the catch fence. Thankfully, walked away, got out of that car immediately, and uh, and, and appeared to be perfectly okay. Probably, I would assume, very startled, Davy Hamilton. But right now, the repairs uh, to the catch fence ongoing.
2: Yeah, and what a great job they're doing with the catch fence. Obviously, we do have an IndyCar car race coming up, so they have a TV window we need to hit. But this this AMR safety crew, they're helping the tr- local track crew. Uh, everything was prepared. They have poles, fencing, cables, and they're, they're, it's a rapid fix
1: right now. And, Michael Young, I know you probably got the best view of it down there in turn five. Uh, you can kind of add to to what they're doing down there in that corner. Yes,
8: we've got about 20 people working thus far on that fencing, and the biggest thing, and always safety first, they've taken the old fencing off and all the links that hold that fencing up, they've cleaned about, I'd say 70 to 80 feet of that catch fencing to driver's right at the entrance of turn number five, and again, now those 20 people with uh, the new fencing have a gale forklift and a lift there with one of the AMR IndyCar safety workers in it, they'll begin to drape that fencing and then to link it to all of the uprights that hold that catch fencing to the outside of the uh, track there to keep these drivers safe and the fans safe. Uh, again, a great show for the fans on the hill of the driver's right in the entrance of turn number five. They they got quite a view when they are right up there, cl- up close and personal, watching the AMR IndyCar safety team and all these great Road America workers getting this catch fence fixed. It will be a bit of a process, but as Davey said, they're doing a heck of a job getting it done. That fencing on the gale forklift now being backed up and they will bring it back forward. But guys are getting ready to go to get that all hooked up, and hopefully we'll be racing very soon. Let's hear from our race leader and pole sitter, Stingray Rob, on pit lane.
3: Stingray rob has been in a few wild races this year. Went from, I think, 13th up to third at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But today started first, had to work his way back up to first, and that's where he is right now where we're talking to him. Take us through the race from your perspective so far.
4: Yeah, the starts here are usually pretty crazy. the The straightaways are just so dang long, and so you gotta manage the toe a little bit and get down to turn one. I had three of my teammates right there, right behind me. So uh, just surviving the first few turns, it seemed like Christian got a good good run, and you know stayed out in front for a little bit and made a mistake on that last restart, and I was able to come back. But at the moment, I think that we're we're driving a good race car, and I feel like we're we're strong, and I think our teammates are settled in a little bit, and we we all feel pretty good. You know, we all want to win out here, and we're all really good competitors, and. It just makes it fun when you're racing teammates and, you know, you have to keep it clean and hopefully we'll we'll walk away with a win today in the Andretti tent.
3: You guys have done a good job of that so far. It was a 1-2-3-4 in qualifying for Andretti Autosport. You guys are always strong here. What is it about this track that for you personally and for the team makes you guys excel?
4: Well, you know, yesterday in qualifying I set a theoretical lap time that was pretty much my fastest qualifying time. So, that was about as perfect of a lap I could do and I think that the other three guys were really right there with me. You know, they're all working hard, and uh, the team has done a really good job of giving us a car that can race and go forward.
3: So it was your first poll in Indy Lights yesterday, and you've been a model of consistency with podiums this year. How much do you think you've improved over the last few races this season?
4: Yeah, I think that it's just constant improvement. That's the goal here. I'm trying to work towards IndyCar, and I one day want to, want to be an IndyCar champion. And so... In order to do that, I just have to keep focusing forward, getting that 1% better every day. And I think I have improved a lot. You know, looking back at the race footage from last year here, we struggled a lot coming out of turn one and second and falling back pretty early. And, uh, you know, this year i got a good team around me, and I trust the team, they trust me, and they're they're knowing where my weaknesses are, and we've worked on those. We've checked some of those boxes already this season, so we're just going to continue to do that every weekend.
3: Where is one area, when you say 1% better, that you can look back on and say you're proud of you've seen specific improvement in yourself
4: well one of those things was qualifying we needed to qualify better and this weekend we did that so i think that that's something to be proud of for sure and if we can carry that into the next few races i'll be happy all right stink right rob we appreciate your time thank you thank you
1: all right so uh, we await official word on the status of this race uh from race control and uh Davey, I saw him pulling umbrellas off the cars. got thought, excited for a I second. I thought, oh, maybe that's a good sign, and then no, now all the drivers are getting out of the race. Yeah, cars.
2: not a good, not a good sign for uh, for to finish this race. Now uh, it looks like it's going to be postponed. More than likely, don't know no official results, but all the drivers are getting out of the cars.
1: Yep. So we uh, see Stingray Rob getting out of his machine. Appreciate his time talking to uh, Joel Sebastianelli. As uh, again, if you're just joining us uh, here on lap number nine of twenty. It was Christian Bogle who took a trip into the catch fence down towards the entrance of turn number five um, and got into the catch fence. He was okay, uh, walked away from the incident, but uh, there was a significant amount of damage to the catch fence down in turn number five and uh, again some great effort there's probably 25 30 track workers and, and safety crew members Davey, down there working in turn number five but uh again it, it just takes some time to get that issue
4: yeah prepared.
2: yeah that's right and, and you have to have that done now one thing that we go off of is is time it's laps or a timed race but any race seeing rob he, he exited his car rapidly to go use the restroom, so this was a yeah, good, good break for him right there. And uh, so uh, they have to have it uh, completed. It's going to take a little while. Like I say, the race to be complete needs to be 50% complete to make it a complete race. Uh, or and the, or and then a the timed race after that. Well, obviously the time's not going to work because the race isn't 50% complete, so I'm going to guess that uh, they're going to get the Indy cars over um, – Yeah, we're going to get the IndyCars probably on track. And by the way, it is nine down... 11 to go. So majority of those laps have been ran under yellow. Yeah. Uh, so, But if it would have been one more lap, that would have been 50%. But unfortunately, they didn't make it that far.
1: So we will await official word of uh, the status of this Indy Lights race. Certainly the, the uh, race officials letting those drivers get out of those race cars because of the amount of time it, it is taking to repair the catch fence down in turn number five. I want to remind you, live coverage of today's Soncio Grand Prix at Road America for the NTT IndyCar Series coming your way, 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern Time, right here on the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark James, you'll be on the call for that event later today. A pair of Americans on the front row in Dairyland. Doesn't get much better than that. Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden. I think we're all pretty excited for uh, this race later today.
0: All guys that appear to be on the charge based upon the fact that, uh, based upon the fact that, uh, you know, Nick Yeoman, let's face it, uh, all of these guys were good. Uh, at Belle Isle, and they've carried that momentum uh, over, and I think that's true among the first four or five. Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden, Alex Palou, Marcus Erickson, all of those guys had very good race weekends, and uh, there's no question that they are on the charge. and Will Power, your points leader, a uh, little frustrating qualifying session for Will Power. He'll roll off 15th, but nonetheless, Alexander Rossi, his future, uh, finally, firmly, uh, moving forward, going to Arrows McLaren and Alexander Rossi will lead the field to the green flag a little bit later on this morning.
1: Yep, and uh, yesterday after qualifying, after scoring that pole position, we caught up with Alexander Rossi, the driver for Andretti Autosport, for at least a few more months after qualifying.
3: That was fun to watch. Seventh pole for Alexander Rossi. First one in three years. It looked like you were on edge. How good does it finally feel to be back here?
5: Good, man. Um, We need to go win, though. You know, it's been... uh, it's been a tough road for all these guys behind me, and they've they've kept kept the faith and kept working at it. And um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a relief to to be back here, and um, we'll just do what we can to to get the 27 app out of parts on nation Honda to the front. But it's been a great weekend so far, and um, the performance that we have on the Firestone primaries is good, and I think that's the tire for the race. So we'll take that going into tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure this isn't something that's lost on
3: you guys, but for fans, it's the second year in a row that that's the tire that's got it done in pole. Something we're not used to seeing at most races was that a difficult decision to go out on this tire
5: it, it wasn't difficult i think we saw it last year um with joseph and and the two team kind of making that happen and beating colton and i think I, the majority of the cars were on the primary for for the fast six there and it's just i think due to the nature of the track it's such a long lap obviously the red tire is softer but it does wear out more so um this this a new black will always kind of beat a used red if that makes sense
3: we saw a ton of variation yeah that does make sense Uh, a ton of variation entire strategy last week and it made for a heck of a race do you expect to see a lot of variation through the field this
5: week not not as much because um i don't really think there's the the option to split strategies in terms of stops right so i think you'll see guys starting it'll be a mixture between the primaries and the alternates to start the race but i think everyone's going to kind of be on the same stop sequence and it'll just be some guys will be out of off sequence in terms of the tires but i don't think you're gonna see a difference between two and three stops like we saw last weekend all
3: right thank you so much for your time alexander rossi a pole sitter again trying to be a winner again here at road america
1: yep we'll uh, see what alexander rossi can do in the socio grand prix at road america coming up a little bit later today the priority of of course is to, to get that race started on time and due to the fence repairs we've gotten word that the indy lights race uh, that is currently on lap number nine, will not restart in its current time window. We will await an official announcement. It's probably safe to assume they were going to try to get that race in after the conclusion of the IndyCar race, but certainly uh, with time constraints and a TV window, uh, the priority becomes getting the IndyCar race off. Uh, it, uh, at its advertised time, and Davey Hamilton, we also got word that uh, red flag rules for the lights cars. So they are impounded, can't touch them, can't make any adjustments. Yeah, which is good.
2: We know they, uh, the cars. It's a fun race right now, as yeah. everybody mentions. Now, the bad news is there's only been a couple of laps of green flag racing. It's been mostly under yellow. But, man, once they get this, this race going, I mean, those Andretti cars uh, look so good to, to, to bring some wins to that team to, for, for this year. Uh, a lot maybe a first-time winner potentially. For, uh, for this race, and then you, we, we're still keeping an eye on Lundquist, who's in eighth, our points later, see if he can fight his way back towards the front.
1: So again, if you're at the racetrack, uh, certainly on public address, we'll keep you uh, up to date within terms of uh, the schedule for the Indy Lights race. If you're listening on IndyCar Radio, we will keep you up to date on the game plan uh, once a decision is made throughout the course of the IndyCar broadcast later today that, of course, is coming your way at noon Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time. Our Driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Joel Sebastianelli in the turns, Ryan Marine, Michael Young, Jake Quarry, and Mark James. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite support by Scott Burgett, and our producer is Sam Rumsa. The network director is Chris Pollack, and I'm Nick Yeoman. Stick around, Mark James, Davey Hamilton, and the rest of the IndyCar Radio crew will be back at noon Easter to bring you flag to flag coverage of the Soncio Grand Prix of Road America, streaming right here on your phone, tablet, computer. On Sirius XM 160 and a radio station near you. So long for now for Road America.
0: From Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, this is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation.
1: Well, we're back at Road America. Previously, when we last left you, Dave, you ever have uh, your favorite television show leave you on a cliffhanger? I think we just did. Yeah, and And then all of a sudden it's uh, previously on, (laughs) Indie Lights of Road America. Uh, We got nine laps in the books, uh, and... All of a sudden, Christian Bogle took a trip to the Turn 5 catch fence. Repairs were needed to uh, to fix that catch fence, and uh, it bled over into the time to start the IndyCar race, Davy. So all of a sudden, we had to put this race on hold. On hold. Yeah. Thankfully, we're going to finish this thing up. Here we go.
2: I almost made it halfway, by the way, just one lap away. So, unfortunately, uh, a bad accident for Bogle, but, uh, but man, at okay. They got the fence fixed. We got the IndyCar race in. Now, Harry, back at the finish of the Indy Lights.
1: Yep, so uh, it was Christian Bogle into the catch fence and uh, the Andretti Autosport Quartet that uh, was up front when we uh, threw the red flag. Stingray Robb, Christian Rasmussen, Hunter McElroy, Matthew Brabham. They were putting on one heck of a show, Davey, up front, trading the lead multiple times. Yeah,
2: now I, we understand that Matty Brabham may have a grid penalty. He was running in that third position. Now I think he may go to the back of the field, which would be a shame because what a great race they had going on up front there. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens, see if that grid penalty happens.
1: Uh, Joseph Newgarden, your winner of the Sancio Grand Prix. Marcus Erickson second, Alexander Rossi third. For more on that uh, possible penalty that you uh, mentioned, David, let's go back to pit lane and check in with Joel Sebastianelli.
3: Confirmed. That is happening for the 83. He is at the tail end of this line, and it is a penalty for blocking. The 83 was... Putting on a show, he was actually three wide when we left you earlier this morning. I had a chance to talk to him in the car and actually talked to him for a second during the IndyCar race and was having a lot of fun earlier. Said, well, we're just going to have to put on a show again. So that's the mentality for the driver of the 83. Uh, going to work on the 24 machine as well, there is a bit of suspension damage on the left rear. So they're going to have to get that taken care of on the 24 before they are able to get him back out on track.
1: All right. So uh, for Matthew Brabham, he's going to have to charge to the back of the field. We're about two minutes away from uh, refiring the engines Uh, here in the Indy Light Series, presented by Cooper Tires. That Bogle incident, Davey, wasn't the only one that we had. This was kind of a disjointed uh, race start. First, we had Ernie Francis Jr. into the runoff area in turn eight, and then Antonio Saravalli kicked up a ton of smoke when his engine blew up. Do you expect, when we finish (laughs) these 11 laps, that will this be a procession, or will it be a situation where these guys now waited around all day, and they may drive like their hair's on fire.
2: Yeah, right. It could be a little, uh, I don't know, it could be a little bit of each. I would have to think that they seen what went wrong. They knew uh, what they just did did not work that well. Now, a few of them with a bone engine, they had no control over that. And then in Bogle's incident, uh, just hitting into that curbing going into turn five, never seen that happen before, went for a little flyer. But the, the, the most interesting part now is how is Stingray Rob going to continue to hold that lead? He finally got, he started on the pole, he lost it. He got the lead back, and then that yellow flag, or actually the red flag, came out for Bogle's incident, finds him up there again. But now they got pushed to pass. There's a lot of things. Now, they did watch the IndyCar race. They did watch what works and doesn't work, Nick. So I'm going to have to say that uh, it's going to be very aggressive, but hopefully they'll uh, they'll go through without any more yellows.
1: A minute away from firing engines, uh, here's a scenario I don't think I've ever asked you about. What's it going to be like for these lights drivers going out on the racetrack that has had... Uh, what, 55 laps of Firestone rubber from 27 cars laid down on the race? Yeah,
2: I think it's going to be pretty fast for these Indy Lights guys. I think the rubber's down. And, by the way, I watched uh, in between just didn't, there's not a big gap between the car race and Indy Lights race, but the sweepers were out there. They tried to clean the marbles off this track the very best they could. So I expect a really good racetrack. A lot of rubber down should should generate, create some more grip for these drivers. And, um, you know, it's only they only have 11 laps to go. I mean, it's not yeah. like they have very far to go. So we'll get these 11 laps underneath their belt. And uh, and they couldn't, by the way, they could do no no work on their cars. They went to an impound area, so the cars couldn't be touched. So when they come back out, we expect to see the, the same speed from each of the cars.
1: And as you can hear in the background, the engines have refired for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires here at Road America. Uh, soon enough, they'll be pulling onto pit lane, and we have put our four-turn announcers back on the racetrack. After a little rearranging throughout the day, back down in turn number one for the second time today, we say hello to Ryan Marine.
6: Hey, Nick, let's try this all over again. The field now leaving the pit lane and it's a different order than what we left you with. Stingray Rob is the leader and we'll restart as stu- such. Christian Rasmussen behind. Then it's Hunter McElray, and Daniel Frost and Jacob Abel. Then the points leader lead is Lundquist. And the reason for the changes, Matt Brabham, who was running third, he's been sent to the back Back of the field for blocking. That's likely due to an incident involving Benjamin Peterson. That's the 24 car that Joel alluded to earlier with the suspension damage. Peterson has yet to make it out on track here, Mark, but we expect him back out as soon as those repairs are complete. That was my view in turn one. How about you in turn three, Mark James? Uh,
0: well, it was the exuberance of youth, I think, in the first portion of this race prior to the NTT IndyCar Series event, which uh, kind of led to some of the issues, and we'll call it what it was, pure carnage, but fortunately, well... You know uh, some cars were damaged and some days were thrown away everyone is okay and that is what we're most thankful for when they come through turn number three the reason they m- might struggle to exercise patience there is because off of that turn the setup for four it's kind of a bender really as they scoot underneath the Sargento bridge but it's a downhill portion of the racetrack one of the fastest portions and it leads them into the one of the best passing zones and it was the area of the most significant incident in the first part of this race that Michael Young was on top of in turn number five earlier today. Michael?
8: And when we last joined you, we were repairing fencing. That has since been replaced. We've had an IndyCar race, and now we're about to resume the Indy Lights race. It's an exciting corner here. Turn number five, a left-hander as they drop down about 55 feet. They'll make that left-hander climb up another 40 feet, go underneath that Corvette bridge, and then they get bad fast. Jay Quarry, a left-hander of turn number six, which leads to turn number seven. And we call that the hurry-downs portion of the course as these cars hurry down into the carousel.
9: And then they go into that carousel, Michael, that is again technically turns nine and ten. But when you're driving it, it wouldn't necessarily feel that way because it's just one long sweeping right hander. It does come at a bit of an elevation and as a matter of fact, if the drivers were to look to the outside of the carousel, they would see the beautiful wooded trees in the areas here of Wisconsin. If they look to the inside of the carousel, they would see a lot of campers, a lot of folks who have been tenting out over the course of the weekend that might now of course be getting set to head home. But still, there's racing left to do here, Nick Yeoman, to find out who's going to win this Indy Lights race weekend here at Road America. A big tip of the cap and a thank you to
1: all the track and safety workers that uh, repaired the fence. And finally, we are set to go racing. IndyCar race in the books. Let's put the finishing touches on the Indy Lights race here at Road America. Stingray Rob will see the green flag. He will lead that field down to turn one with Christian Rasmussen hot in pursuit.
6: The driver from Idaho swings that car to the pit lane on the inside of the track, making a move to the outside. That's Christian Rasmussen. They're side-by-side at the exit of one in the battle for the lead. They're still side-by-side headed to three. Yeah, the leader on the restart
0: wiggled a little bit in the exit of turn number one. That's going to cause him to give up that spot. And we've got a car sliding through the dirt and off at turn number two, but the field continues to roll. That looks to be the car of Daniel Frost that slid into the runoff area, but Michael Young he was able to keep it back onto the course and get it back underway.
8: And just like the start of this race, Christian Rasmussen pops to the lead. He got around Stingray Rob, Rob second, Hunter McElray third, Abel is in that fourth position, and then Linus Lundquist of all people, battled his way in the early portion of this race. Can he regain all of that groucher? Leader Rasmussen through seven. And Linus Lundquist is really giving a good look
9: at Jacob Abel for that fourth position. Abel thought maybe he'd get in on McElray here going into the carousel, but his bigger issue is that of Linus Lundqvist. Stays true to form underneath the Johnsonville Bridge. Now works that long, sweeping right-hander. That's where the leader is, Christian Rasmussen. He's got a two-car length advantage over Stingray Rob. Gap back just a little bit before you get to Hunter McIlray. Everybody now works their way again, single file and clean to the carousel, setting up now for turn number 11.
1: Davey, this is exactly how Linus Lundqvist would want it. The qualifying effort wasn't there, but all of a sudden let guys have problems and maybe pick their way through the field. Yeah, just trying to get another spot on Abel right now. Canada Corner cuts back
2: underneath them, does not quite get enough room there, but he is all over that 51 car for
1: that fourth position. How about Benjamin Peterson? Uh, He had a trip to pit lane, uh, Joel Sebastianelli.
3: Better late than never, the 24 machine of Ben Peterson is back out, one of the suspension arms on the left rear was bowed, they tightened that up and straightened, and another one had to be swapped out completely, about five minutes of work, they couldn't do it under the red flag, he's back out on track now. Battle
6: for fourth into turn number one. It's side by side, and it actually is already taken care of. Lina Lundqvist around the outside of Jacob Abel before they ever get to the break zone. So a nice recovery for the points leader, who was as far back as eighth earlier, but he just picked up another spot, Mark.
0: Yeah, so much for him uh, settling in to a race pace and minimizing the damage, realizing that he has a really fast race car. He's wanting to protect as much as he can of that points lead, Michael Young, as The leader's head back to turn number five.
8: He was patient during the chaos of the opening night. laps now making the charge as our points leader Linus Lundqvist but Christian Rasmussen he's at the point two car length advantage over Stingray Rob Hunter McIlray about eight car lengths back and then it's that Linus Lundqvist machine in that fourth position as they
9: come through turn number eight the lead now all of a sudden seems to have shrunk a little bit For Rasmussen, he has Stingray Rob just behind him. As a matter of fact, Rob started to go a little bit high into turn number nine to make up some ground. Wasn't able to completely make up the deficit before him. We'll call it three car links. The lead that Rasmussen has over Stingray Rob, Then it's McIlray and, again, Linus Lundquist on the charge, doing everything he can, Nick, to try to get as many points as possible here this weekend.
1: Christian Rasmussen, Davey, I think it's safe to say, maybe caught Stingray but Rob by surprise with how aggressive he was into turn number one on the restart. Stingray doing a good job hanging with him. It looks like Stingray has
2: actually a little bit quicker of a car right now. I mean, he's gained in the, the gap is a half a second. Steen can put kind of accordions up to him, then falls back. Accordions up, falls back. So, and remember, they all have pushed to pass. When they gonna use it? Is it for offense, like for Stingray Rob to try to get by Rasmussen, or is Rasmussen gonna use his to defend Stingray Rob?
1: Back up the front straightaway. We're gonna see eight laps to go. Ryan Marine, two really good battles—one for first, one for third. Take your pick as they crest the hill, go across the start-finish line. Just
6: got my eyes on that battle for the lead. Stingray Rob, who was the pole sitter, remember when this all got started. He runs in second, two car lanes behind Christian Rasmussen. Similar gap between third place, running Hunter McElray and Linus Swonkquist the best battle might be Matty Brabham chasing down Jacob Abel they'll be in front of you Mark yeah he has sliced his way through the field talking
0: about Brabham given where he had to restart with that penalty from blocking he wants that fifth position but again good battles first and second Then it's some separation, Michael. Battle for third
8: and fourth. Then the battle for fifth and sixth. And they're evenly spaced as the leader makes his way through turn number five. Christian Rasmussen with about a two-car length advantage over Rob. Then it's Hunter McElroy and Linus Lundqvist. That battle for that third position. And now, as you had said, Mark, Jacob Abel... All kinds of mirrors full of Matty Brabham. Matty Brabham on the charge. What's that fifth position?
9: And that's the battle, again, as you had mentioned, for the fifth spot. We'll try to keep an eye on it with Matthew Brabham trying to close in on Jacob Abel. Abel, as they set up for turn number eight, got himself a little bit of room in that left-handed turn. Leaders now into the carousel brabham gonna try to use that inertia of that long sweeping right-hander to close in on jacob abel and get right on the rear wing still not able to do so the leader is rasmussen he is already underneath the henry bridge setting up for turn number 11. so it's rasmussen versus rob for the race lead mcelray versus lundquist
1: for third Jacob Abel versus Matthew Brabham for fifth, and David, we saw as uh, Abel and Brabham went down the front stretch, looked like a piece of maybe Jacob Abel's car would fly Yeah, it sure did, looked
2: like a piece of carbon or a uh, A A-arm cover something flew off that car going down into turn one, looks like no harm, no foul, I mean it's not not affecting this car by any stretch, Uh, Brabham still fighting to get around him as the leaders are coming up the front straighter, we'll see if Rob can get that
1: draft. Yeah, everybody trying to do a little drafting up the hill as we have seven laps to go, leaders headed down to turn number one. Stingray Robb sitting in that slipstream. Still about two
6: car lengths behind the leader, Christian Rasmussen. They've got a 10 car length gap back to the fight for third. No change in position there. Still the best battle is Maddie Brabham who's heaping the pressure onto Jacob Abel headed under the Arians Bridge. Yeah, he was really tucked up
0: underneath the gearbox of the entrance to turn number one and wiggled a little bit for Brabham at the exit at turn number one and then that uh, allowed Abel to pull away a little bit but uh, off of turn number three, clean exit for all, here they come, two by two. Rasmussen, Rob, McIlray,
8: Lundquist. Then some separation back to Abel and Bravo. Rasmussen about a two-car length advantage of Rob. They're already up the hill through turn number six, and it looks like Hunter McIlroy starting to close in on that second position. He's clear, maybe gained about eight positions or so since last time they went through Jake. But it is Christian Rasmussen ahead of Stingray Rob in turn number eight. Pretty fascinating how we have three different duos
9: equally separated from one another. By that I mean Rasmussen and Rob. Then you go about 10 car lengths back to the third place running back array with Lundquist, or excuse me, Lundquist right behind him. Then about another 10 car lengths, it's Abel and Matthew Bravo yeah,
1: it's just like uh, three separate match races here in the uh, Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. With six and a half laps to go, Christian Rasmussen is your race leader by six-tenths of a second over Stingray Rob. They've got about a two-and-a-half-second lead over McElray and Lundquist who run third and fourth. I think Michael's right, though. Those two might be inching towards... The front two, and it's another 5.8 seconds back to Jacob Abel and Matthew Brabham. They have been awful tight in the battle for fifth and sixth. James Rowe Jr. runs seventh, Daniel Frost eighth, Kiffin Simpson ninth, Ernie Francis Jr. one lap down in tenth. Back onto the front straightaway. Rasmussen looks comfortable over Stingray Rob this time. Let's take a big ride at that battle for third. McIlray and Lundquist. mcilray has got the spot. The
6: points leader Linus Lundquist is trying to take it away. The Swede dropped back from his sixth starting spot to Eight early in this race but it's been a nice recovery to get back to fourth big wiggle out of the McElroy car that might allow Lundqvist to close in about a
0: car length and a half is the gap as uh, the front two really start to separate themselves now checking back in on that battle for the fifth position Michael last time going down the hill. Matthew Brabham chose the inside, but he wisely backed out of it because he knew he couldn't mark that turn. Question is, can he get to the high
8: side this time? Front four remain the same, and it does not look like Matt Brabham will be able to close in on the rear wing of Jacob Abel. Drove it in deep into turn number five, but doesn't get a good launch out of that turn. The two make their way through turn number six. We're looking at that battle of The fifth position, Jacob Abel and Matty Brabham. I'm going to actually jump up one more
9: battle here, and it's the one with Matt Ray holding very tenuously for now onto that third spot because Linus Lundquist is on the charge. As a matter of fact, McIlroy looked like he might have had a slight bobble through turn number nine. That allowed Linus Lundquist, who's trying to get to that podium, to be able to get about two and a half car lengths within the car in front of him. Talking about Hunter McIlroy. David, these three
1: battles, I mean, just great evidence of how evenly separated some of these drivers yeah,
2: are. Yeah, right. You know, we, we, just as easy could be all six right together, but they have, there's not much of a gap, but two by two by two, those first six uh, positions. Uh, Matty Brabant lost just a little bit of ground right now on Abel, but Man, it's anybody's race still right now. You have a, a three-quarters of a second lead for Rasmussen over Stingray Rob. At third and fourth, it's there's not even a second there either. It's about another half, another half second. So anything can happen. These last closing laps with five to go this time by.
1: Back up the hill. I think that battle for third continues to possibly be the best one, although they're all pretty good, Ryan Marine. But here comes Linus Lundquist right in the tire tracks of Hunter McElray. Yeah, he's
6: getting closer. This time he took just a little peek to the inside, but popped right back into line. He's less than two car links behind McElray, who had another lurid slide out of turn one. We'll see. Will that allow Lunquist to close? in Right up underneath the gearbox at the entrance to turn number three.
0: Better not have that loose exit this time, and he does. He wiggles, which tightens it evermore. This is the Indy Lights veteran against the Indy Lights rookie. Lundquist, the points leader, not resting on his laurels, Michael Young at turn number five. The battle for third.
8: They'll go too wide through the turn. We'll see a slight wiggle from Hunter McIlray. He will not allow the machine of Linus Lundqvist to get around. Lundqvist will drop back about a half a car length, but Hunter McIlray hanging on for dear life. Jake, he had the preferred line through turn
9: number five. So they'll try this again, perhaps, as they set up for the carousel. Linus Lundqvist trying to get past that car in front of him and Hunter McIlray not able to do so as they now work their way they're going to go underneath that Johnsonville bridge this is not a real good passing area here for the next couple of turns as a matter of fact it might be in the best interest of Linus Lundquist to simply see if perhaps McIlray has a bobble or makes a mistake it's not going to happen underneath the Henry Bridge as McIlray now pulls out to about a three-car length advantage Davey, bust out the tape measure. I know these uh, these chassis
1: are all equal, but I think Hunter McElrace car is a little bit wider than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he was.
2: got a little bit wider right there, didn't he, <laughs> to go down into turn five. I mean, there you couldn't have got a credit card in between those two cars, but did the right thing. He didn't push... Uh he didn't push Lundqvist out at all. I mean, they both had racing room, and he gave room in turn five, but he had the preferred line. He was able to pull up that hill into turn six ahead.
1: That battle continues to be a good one out of turn 14. Lundqvist, a couple car lengths uh, right behind Hunter McElray, right in the tire tracks. He's doing some drafting. Ryan, he's going to try to set him up, and McElray going to block the inside. That he does.
6: He covers the inside. Lundqvist follows him. Now pops to the outside. They'll be side by side in the braking zone. Lundqvist gets to the rear wheel, but can't get any closer than that, Linus Lundqvist slots back in line. No question, Hunter McElroy
0: has the elbows plenty wide as they're nose to tail as they go a slight downhill into turn number three. They'll stay nose to tail upon exit. McElroy's car is stuck upon exit. Linus Lundqvist is right in the tire tracks underneath the Sargento
8: Prince It's up to about a half a car length advantage as they head back to Michael Young. The Swede trying to get around the Californian last time through. They were side by side. Not this time. Hunter McIlray will have about a two-car length advantage over Linus Lundquist. Both streak up the hill through the left-hander of turn number six. They go underneath the Corvette Bridge and now start to work their way down to the hurry downs and turn number seven. Again, the battle for third. McIlray has it, but Lundquist wants it. McIlray got a little bit loose through turn number eight, but it feels like if he
9: makes it to this point in the lap without Having been passed by Lundqvist, he might have survived yet another lap. Again, the leader is Rasmussen. He is, right now, about five car lengths in front of Stingray Robb. This is the battle for third we're watching. Lundqvist trying to close in on Hunter McIlray. And, David, that battle for the lead, we've kind of shied away
1: from that over the last couple laps because it looks like Christian Rasmussen starting an inch away from Stingray Rob. Yeah,
2: right now, one-and-a-half-second lead over Stingray Robb. That last lap, Rasmussen was a one 0 and Stingray Rob with 156-4, so that four tenths he lost, <clears throat> took him back just a little bit more, and it looks like he, now that he's out of uh, range, he's losing a little bit more ground. That Stingray Rob, but remember they still got push to pass. Rasmussen has 83 seconds left, so he has plenty to defend. Stingray Rob 76. The guys are using MacRay, and how about this? was are points leader. Guy's been dominating the series, only has 21 seconds left, so if he's going to get by McElray, he better get on
1: and get it done. I would imagine he's been leaning on that button a lot yeah. the last <laughs> couple laps, and for McElray, he's got about a six-car length advantage this time into turn number one. That car just sideways at the exit of
2: every corner. You know, one thing we talked about this entire weekend with these Indy Lights cars, just seems they're lacking rear grip, and we continue to see that. I've seen Stingray come off that final corner in the back end, just stepped out oh so slightly, and, and i seen that with Brabham. Brabham's car, he seems to be losing ground as well he was really all over able but now he's one second back as well so just uh, you, you the key into this race is rear grip Yep, and we see the
1: leader, Christian Rasmussen, that steps out, Stingray Rob getting a little sideways as well as they get back to the top of the hill and uh, Jay Quarry with two and a half laps to go here at Road America. Some of these
9: battles that were tight look like they're calming down here in the final laps. Yeah, but I'll tell you who, for a split second, probably just as he started to feel calm, might have actually had a wake-up call talking about our leader, Christian Rasmussen, because as he went into turn number eight, that rear end started to step out just a little bit. Fortunately for him, big enough lead over Stingray Rob as he kind of slides his way through turn number nine that everything is A-OK. Question now, I guess, Nick, would become, is there any chance that these Cooper tires that are designed to start to give the drivers a little bit of challenge late in the race, are some of these drivers starting to feel that grip go away just a little bit? But, Davey, based on what we just saw, <laughs> the answer is yes. Well,
2: I'll say this, Jake. When you say has he slid <laughs> <and> through that, <laughs> that corner, is accurate. your eyes were really good because that's very accurate. He was definitely sliding through that corner. I mean, he was counter-steering like a dirt track almost through that entire corner. So, yes, I think those tires may be given up somewhat. But he continues to have a two-second lead over St. Rob. so that tells me that all cars are
1: struggling with that rear grip. Back up the hill, Christian Rasmussen going to see two laps to go. Eight more miles in this race, Ryan Marine, as he heads to turn one. The native of Copenhagen, Denmark.
6: He's had a lot of success on the road to Indy, but none yet as far as a win is concerned in Indy Lights. But he's got a big lead. He's growing up to about ten car lengths over second place. Stingray Rob behind. Mcelray continues to have his hands full, but Linus Lundquist struggling to make inroads. Uh,
0: Seven-tenths of a second, the lead from Mcelray over Lundquist, who's in the fourth position. But, boy, I'll tell you, Michael, uh, Linus Lundquist, he has a huge win points lead 82 as it stands right now but uh, he didn't rest upon that on this restart he grabbed a couple of positions early on and uh, he's not going to coast to a
8: championship that for sure he wants to put his foot on the throat and leave it there i think he could still potentially get on the podium we'll see what kind of cooper tire he has left for this last lap and a half he's about two car lengths behind hunter mackerel that's the battle for third but back up front christian rasmussen having his way here at road america i'm going to take a look back and stay
9: on that battle between mackerel and lundquist because it is a pretty good one now as they work their way around the carousel and underneath the johnsonville bridge again mackerel boy we'll call it now about a car length and a half but you go into that carousel area and despite the fact that that grip's going away I think it's awfully difficult to try to close in as the leaders Nick are starting to wind down here at the end of this race. I think Jake's right Davey I don't think this battle for third is over yet.
2: Yeah that's the one that we're really watching I mean uh, right now on the real rear gearbox, box of going into Canada Corner tries to go on the outside we'll see if he can make it stick he's out there he's holding it, he's trying to do a cut under not quite enough, but that, oh, it, it, this is the race for sure. Yeah, they are
1: uh, slugging it out through turns 13 and 14. Hunter McIlray, Linus Lundquist for the last step on the podium. Both running out a push to pass. Up front, though, about to see the white flag. It's Christian Rasmussen, but, Ryan, let's keep a side eye on that battle for third as well.
6: Four miles, 14 turns around Road America. That's all that separates Christian Rasmussen from his first win, but the fight is on for the final podium position. Lundquist about three car links back. He won't be close enough to make a lunge here in turn one. He still runs fourth behind Hunter McIlray.
0: Again, he may have taken his best shot back off of turn number 12, although we'll see if he comes charging back in an effort to get on the podium. Again, he's currently leading the championship
8: chase by 82 points. Meanwhile, the leader, a 1.4-second lead in turn number five feast or famine for christian rasmussen in 2022 this could be the feast portion of the season for him. about an eight car length advantage over stingray rob and then that battle for third hunter mcelray with Linus ludquist our points leader only four car lengths behind the field now through turn number seven for the final time as rasmussen
9: works his way now through turn number eight and sets up for the carousel eyes on that battle again for the final spot in the podium Still, Hunter McIlray is able to hold off Linus Lundqvist, but the leader works his way underneath the Henry Bridge. Nick Yeoman, Christian Rasmussen managed to get the lead at the outset of this race, had to wait through a delay, of course, got it back on the restart, and he is on his way now to seeing a couple of very important flags at Road America.
1: No question, Jake. The uh, only way anyone's going to get back in this championship hunt is to start stacking up wins. The good news for Linus Lundqvist, the guy that is a couple corners away, has had a lot of bad luck, and right now is sixth in points. It's going to be a great day for Christian Rasmussen. He's going to need a lot more of these if he wants to topple Linus Lundquist for the championship. But you only get that first Indy Lights race win one time. Out of the final corner, turn 14, he might have had to wait a few hours, but Christian Rasmussen climbs the hill at Road America. He'll see the twin checkered flags scoring his first career win in Indy Lights. The driver for Andretti Autosport Sport gets it done here at Road America. Stingray Rob comes home with another podium finish coming home in second. Hunter McElray does everything needed to hold off Linus Lundquist for an all Andretti Autosport Sport podium. Lundquist finishes in fourth, Abel fifth. Matthew Brabham lost a couple seconds to Abel in the closing laps. Not able to challenge for that fifth spot. Brabham comes home in sixth. Then it's James Rowe, Jr. in seventh. Daniel Frost, eighth. Kiffin Simpson, ninth. Ernie Francis, Jr. is going to finish tenth. The lap down, Benjamin Peterson, eleventh. Twelfth out of the race, Christian Bogle. Thirteenth, Antonio Sarabali. Uh, Davey Hamilton, just a great job by these drivers after having to wait all day long, get back out of those race cars. And obviously those Cooper tires were worn after nine good laps on them. Uh, Slide around the racetrack, putting on a good show for the fans that are still here. That's right. And one thing
2: that really worked out for Rasmussen was just this. (laughs) As he spins out, trying to do a little dirt track move, uh, spins out, coming off of turn five, keeps it going, maybe do a donut or two. But, But one thing that helped was the timing. The because him and Stingray Rob, but he just can't get it right. He, he's uh, he's definitely on the grass for the We're talking, trying to get going again, but is is uh. Restarts. The restarts, really, they, whoever was in second had the advantage on the restarts. We've seen that. they pass back and forth. But in the last restart, Rasmussen being second, Stingray Rob being in first, yeah. advantage to Rasmussen.
1: Yeah, I think he went down to turn five uh, for the fans <laughs> still down there on the hill, tried to light him up, kick it sideways a little bit.
2: Didn't work out too good for uh, him. Yeah, I know no, he's got wore out about. tires. But you know It's his first win. So he, he, he's got to the guy give a little bit of a break until he figures out how to get that down in these Indy Lights
1: Well, cars. you know how the kids are. Everyone's got their cell phones. Good opportunity to get a picture up close of a yeah. sideways <laughs> Indy Lights car, and it's the one that is... Victorious uh, for Christian Rasmussen, career win number one. He'll make that uh, long cooldown lap around this uh, four-mile road course that, as we mentioned, got a little bit longer after a trip through the grass in turns five and six. With the win, he moves to sixth in the championship, uh, ahead of his teammate Hunter McElray, still 115 points back. Uh, fifth is the 83 car in points. That is Matthew Brabham. He's 101 points back, just one point behind. Fourth place, which is Daniel Frost, 97 points back. In third is Benjamin Peterson, who again did not need that 11th place finish today. And then Stingray Rob, he has been consistent. He stays within 82 points, moves up to second. Uh, again, it was what 84, 86 points coming into this weekend, Davey. So he, you know, he's a couple a points on the slot. Which, well, it's going to take a lot more
2: than that. Yeah. Well, he's the consistency's there. He's doing a really good job, really outstanding job with with that car. Just the confidence that he has right now and. and uh, you know, hats off to him because he he is getting the job done. He's second points. That's right now. That's the best you, you could do. I mean, when you when you have Lundquist win so many races right off. Now we we proven one thing. Lundquist, he's not Superman. He's not yeah. he's not going to just dominate every race. This he gave him a good run right here. So if they keep they, all these other drivers know. Hey, if we out qualify him. He's not just going to pass it, so uh, we got some work to do.
1: And let's be honest; I mean, it's not a situation where every driver that advances from Indy life to Indy Car is from the championship. We've seen guys that haven't won the title uh, move up to IndyCar. Car. Best chance for some of these guys to impress IndyCar owners, even if the title picture is out of the question. Do what Christian Rasmussen did. Start stacking up wins.
2: That's right. And then there's 13 cars in this field. You go ask the 13 drivers what they want to do, and they're all going to tell you they want to be IndyCar drivers. So not all of them are going to be able to do that. Unfortunately, just not enough room in that series. But uh, they got to do all they can to try to – Get the attention of these indie car owners to, to give them opportunity.
1: And let's also be honest I mean, about a good half of this field, maybe more, are rookie drivers in year one for Indy Lights. You impress a car owner enough to bring you back if you've got the funding to run a second year. That keeps the dream alive as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. Rasmussen being that rookie, as you just talked, Rob being a second year here, McElroy a rookie Abel, a rookie Rowe. I mean, there's so many Simpson, Francis Jr. So you're right. You, you got When you come back the second time, you do need to impress.
1: So Christian Rasmussen has made his way to uh, victory lane. A victory lane that's already got a ton <laughs> of confetti after Joseph Newgarden got to celebrate his third IndyCar win of the season. But I don't think Christian Rasmussen will care how dirty that victory lane is as he uh, wins his first career Indy Lights race. We will hear from him uh, in just a moment. Final look at the full field rundown. Antonio Ceravale finishes 13th today. He had an engine blow up on him lap number five on lap eight christian bogle took a trip into the turn five catch fence a terrifying accident thankfully he was okay that put us under a long delay and ultimately led to this uh, race being postponed for a couple hours to the end of the IndyCar Series race. Bogle finishes in 12th. Benjamin Peterson uh, finishes in 11th. Ernie Francis Jr. in 10th. Both of those drivers were lapped down. Kiffin Simpson comes home in 9th. 8th 8th was uh, Daniel Frost. 7th, James Rowe Jr. 6th, Matthew Brabham. And in the top five today, it'll be Jacob Abel, a hard-earned fifth-place finish for that family-run team. Linus Lundquist will finish fourth. Hunter McIlroy third. Stingray Rob second. And your race winner is Christian Rasmussen for the first time. And why don't we hear from him in victory lane with Joel Sebastianelli?
3: Christian Rasmussen has 20 wins on the road to Indy, but this one... It's a little
10: bit different. How fulfilling is it to break through into victory lane in Indy Lights? Uh, this one is definitely special. Um, we've been waiting quite a while for this. I feel like we deserved it in St. Pete. Didn't get it. Um, had an awful weekend in Detroit, and to bounce back like this is awesome. So very happy. The team gave me a great t- great car, and uh, I was just able to bring it home. So... Well, this one's a lot
3: different in terms of the format, incidentally. How difficult was it to keep yourself in the right mindset watching another race, sitting still for a few hours and hopping back in the car in seconds?
10: I felt like I had good speed in the first part of the race before the red flag, so uh, Stingray managed to go by, and I wasn't sitting in second for the restart, so I knew that was quite good with the long straights here. So And, and yeah, I got it done into turn one of the first lap and uh, just kind of cruised from there, had good pace, uh, managed my push to pass and yeah, drove it home. We talked to you during the red flag about how you've been acclimating
3: to this car. Is this proof that you figured it out and we need to, wa- we need to watch out for you in the second half of the season? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. The Indy Pro 2000 champion and USF 2000 champion is a winner in Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires.
1: Thank you so much, Joel, and uh, a fantastic job by him uh, gathering interviews throughout the course of the day when we were delayed. Congratulations to Christian Rasmussen, your race winner here at Road America. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Joel Sebastianelli in the turns, Ryan Marine, Michael Young, Jake Query and Mark James. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite support by Scott Forget. our producer Sam Rumsup, and the network director is Chris Pollack. My name's Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much for joining us all weekend long for Road america we'll hit the summer break support of the uh, schedule next and we'll see you in mid ohio where indycar and indy lights will be back in action so long have a good weekend as we say goodbye to road america
0: Copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.